0: Shabbat Shalom everyone, Shabbat Shalom. So uh, this, uh, the past seven days I had five weddings. And, uh, so, and that in, with that in between Rosh Hashanah, I'm tired of hearing myself talk. I can only imagine how you feel. In any event, um, in between running from weddings and of course Rosh Hashanah itself, um, and yesterday on my way in the early afternoon on my way to a wedding, I turned on the uh, radio and uh, between the wedding itself and what I heard on the radio, I distilled a small idea that I wanted to share with you. Uh, what I heard on the radio is because it was the eve of what is abse- being observed today, particularly in the United States, and that is the 20th anniversary of September the 11th, the infamous attacks not only in the Twin Towers in the Lower East Side of uh, New York and the lower part of Manhattan, but also uh, in Washington, D.C., excuse me, in the Pentagon, and then the, uh, the tragic Flight 83 that we believe was destined also for the White House or a similar area, but was forced to be crashed uh, in northern Pennsylvania. And uh, to listen to the people, the announcers and commentators that were uh, filling the airwaves, particularly yesterday, and I can imagine, although I, I myself won't turn on the TV set today, but I can only imagine what the airwaves will be filled with today, which would be a similar lament. And that is, time and again, the commentators online were saying that their children who were born have no memory of September 11th and that it feels to them, painfully, that it is a stretch to make an argument as to why so much effort is being put into remembering what took place because people simply weren't alive then. And so one commentator pointed out that she said, I am legitimately worried about how we communicate the importance of this moment to those who come after us. So then I turned the car off after trying very hard to find a parking spot, and I walked into the wedding. And then, of course, famously at the conclusion of a wedding, What do Jews universally do? We break a glass. And why do we break a glass? Because it is a maskeret Chorban Yerushalayim. It is a commemoration, a memory, a Hidhut, as they would say in Hebrew. It is an echoing of a destruction that took place that befell our people more than 2,000 years ago, which brings to mind the words of uh, the German Jewish sociologist, social scientist, whatever word you want to use, Leo Strauss. Strauss famously offered that the Jews are not a people of faith. In that he was correct. Because nothing actually exists in the biblical or rabbinic record commanding us necessarily to believe in God. Which is to say that even Maimonides, the great medieval redactor and commentator, pointed out in saying that there is no mitzvah, there is no commandment in Judaism demanding that we believe in God. So Strauss asked, if we're not a people of faith, then what are we? And Strauss said the Jews are a people of memory. Jews know how to remember. (laughs) We don't be well or bemoan if we're going to forget that we left Egypt. Every year we remember it. Not just every year, but in our prayers every day. You hear the words, Zecher Yitziat Mitzrayim. It is a commemoration of our exodus from Egypt. We are so steeped in this, we aren't even aware of this muscle memory that we have as a people, how we remember. And so as the glass was broken, and in some traditional weddings, before the glass is broken, that famous psalm is sung, If I should forget Jerusalem, O Lord, let me forget my right hand. Meaning? That the connection of memory to our physical existence is blurred. One is deeply tied with the other. And so I guess what I wanted to share with you this morning is a very small offering on a big idea. And the big idea is, how did the Jews become that way? And so I want to share with you two stories. The two stories are somewhat connected in that they deal with a particular piece of rather modern Jewish history, but they echo something that has been repeated time and time again in the Jewish existence. And it goes like this. Abe is over there behind the black curtains, but I had the opportunity with Abe. Uh, Abe, how many years ago did we go on the March of the Living? Six years ago? Seven? Yeah? Okay, seven years ago. We went on the March of the Living, and uh, we had an opportunity, as all the people who participate in the March of the Living, uh, to go to the Polish town of Tarnow. Tarnow had a. Um, Uh, It was a small farming community, but it had a very, very vibrant Jewish population. The synagogue in Tarnov, if you have an opportunity to go, is breathtaking in that many of the words of some of the most popular prayers in the the Siddur are actually written on the walls. Which is a testament not only to the fact that printing books was an expensive occupation and people probably didn't have a lot of books, but uh, also that their expression of art was prayer itself. It's a beautiful thing. In May of 1942, the Gestapo, the Nazis, came into Tarnov. They called all the Jews to the Renek, which is the town square. They brought in army lorries, trucks, to cart away 800 of the children who had accompanied their parents. And then they brought them to a barn that wasn't far from the Rinnik maybe a quarter of a kilometer away, where they proceeded to uh, shoot all of the children dead within earshot of their parents. They then loaded the bodies and brought them to a forest. Um, if memory serves me correct, it is called Z- Zibil- Zibilotskova Gura. And they were, and there, there is three mass graves that contain the bodies of those Jewish children. When I went uh, seven years ago to that forest, it is a a stilling and stirring and chilling experience to stand in that quiet forest. It is a pilgrimage of sorts for Israeli students as well. And there was a small stone that was written Alongside one of the grave sites. It said as follows, written in Hebrew. "Ha-mitzvah Liskor We have a duty to remember. HaSchut, but the merit, Lo Lishkoach, to not forget. And that is because in Rabbinic and Biblical Judaism. The commandment to remember is seen in two ways, not just liskor, to remember, but lo lishkoach, not to forget. They say that to remember something, liskor, zakhor, is an emotional thing that you carry inside of your heart. I remember my father who's no longer alive, who I loved. I remember friends of mine who are no longer alive, who I love. But what does it mean to not forget? There's a story told about um, Menachem Begin in 1967, prior to the uh, Six-Day War, the Israeli government undertook a national unity government. It was an emergency declaration bringing in all of the different parties, political parties, the major ones, to participate in the decisions that the government was making because they were facing an existential threat. Menachem Begin, who up until that point had been an outcast in Israeli politics, was now sitting in a formal government cabinet meeting. And he turned to Levi Eshkol, who was then Prime Minister of the State of Israel, as Israel's waterways had been choked off by the Arab armies, as Egypt and Syria were amassing armies on their borders, that Begin, the survivor of the show of the Holocaust, who had heard reports after the war that his mother and father had been taken from a hospital along with his sister and they had been marched into a river and shot down dead, he turned to Eshkol and he said to him, we must remember and never forget that when people say they're gonna do bad things to us, you have to believe them. Which is to say, the reason why I think Jews are a people, particularly of memory, is that we not only remember the things that have happened to us, we are determined to learn from those things too. We are determined to take the bad things that have happened to us, the crushing moments of Jewish history and transform them into lessons that we can learn and grow from. They aren't, which is to say, they aren't just things that happen to us. They are things that we grow from and we learn from them. And it was said thousands of years ago after the destruction of the Second Temple by the great Jewish historian Josephus. It was Josephus who said that after the Second Temple was destroyed, that the role of the Jews had now changed into becoming the teachers of humanity that we remember in order to learn. We remember in order to grow. We remember in order to hope that those things never happen again. And I think that is why Jews particularly are so gifted, beautifully so, at remembering. Shabbat shalom, everyone.